0: This audio message uh, is coming from a video that we taped for television uh, just a few short days ago in Rockbridge County, Virginia, when we were there in our November tour. And uh, I wanted to share it with you because in it we talk about God's heart for those who have backslidden and who come back to the Lord. God has some powerful promises that he makes to those who return to him. It delights his heart Uh, Anytime somebody who has been gone, uh, who has been away from the Lord, comes back into repentance and fellowship with the Lord, uh, well, God just delights in that. So we're going to go right into this little message, and then uh, I'll be back at the end. I apologize for the poor audio quality. As I said, we're taping an open mic off of a video uh, that we just completed. So God bless you as you listen. This is promises God makes to those who come to him. Hey everybody, this is Brother Paxton. We are here once again in Rockbridge County, Virginia. we got some friends that came over this morning to say hello behind me here. and uh, This is November the 11th, 2016, it's Veterans Day, and we want to just take this time to say to all the veterans out there, Happy Veterans Day, thank you for your service, for protecting our freedoms, and we love you so very, very much. Today is also Founders' Day at VMI, the Virginia Military Institute. So later on this afternoon, Angie and I will be over there. We're going to get some footage, if possible, to use here on the program for TV, two uh, in up north Michigan. And we love you very much. Thank you for tuning in week after week for all of these years. I want to talk to you today about uh, some promises that God makes to people who come to him. Uh, irrespective of their condition, irrespective of their sin, uh, irrespective of what they've done or have failed to do, God makes certain promises to those who approach Him. Listen to this. In Psalm 34, 18, the Scripture says, The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. I'm telling you that every time in your life that something happens that breaks your heart, God is close to you at that time. And it says also, he saves such as has a contrite spirit. When we're contrite, what does that mean? That word simply means uh, we're sorry. Uh, there's a lot of other meaning that can be attached to that. But we're, we're motivated to have regret over actions or inactions uh, in our life. When we're in that position, the Lord is near to us and the Lord saves us. That's a beautiful verse of scripture, Psalm 34, 18 talking about those who approach God. In Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 2, the Lord says this. And this this message goes out to people everywhere. It says, return, you backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. Indeed, do we come to you? For you are the Lord our God. There's only one place to go, in other words, to find healing for our backslidings. There's only one place to go to find salvation for our souls. There's only one place to go, and that's Jesus Christ, who died on Calvary's cross. And the Lord says, yes, you've backslid, but if you will return to me, he said, I will receive you. Isn't that a beautiful promise? That's a beautiful promise to all of us who are prone to wander sometimes in life. It's a beautiful promise that when we return, he will heal our backslidings. What does that mean? When He heals our backslidings, we stop backsliding. Amen? And so sometimes that's a process, and sometimes it takes a while, but the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. In Daniel chapter 4 and verse 27, the Bible says this, Therefore, O King, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins, By being righteous. Now let me say that to you for just a moment. Break off your sins by being righteous. The most righteous thing you can do is to humble yourself and go to Him and say, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. And I put my faith in Jesus Christ. And when you do that, you are being righteous and you're breaking off sin. It's faith in that blood, faith in the blood of Jesus that will break off sin. And it will break off shame. And it will introduce you to a new way of living. Let's read that again, Daniel 4.27. Therefore, O King, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by being righteous. And your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. You know that by you uh, having and developing compassion for the poor, you can see bondages in your life broken. That word iniquity there, it actually refers to a sin pattern that has even maybe been passed down through generations, but it's broken when you show mercy to the poor. I wish the church would rise up once again and show mercy to the poor. As I said in many other messages uh, here recently, we don't give to get, we give to give. And we give to love and we give to bless in Jesus' name. It says, Uh, break off your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor, perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. All right, I want to talk about that for just a moment. Um, We get accustomed to the way things are going in our lives sometimes, and we think it's just going to go on forever. But, you know, there's an old adage that the old-timers used to say, and it really is the truth, that hard times come to everyone. And that really is the truth. And so we go through cycles and seasons in our lives. And right now we might be in a season of absolute prosperity and praise be to God. But we may also have to praise Him in a season where things are a little tight or where things are hard or where things are rough. Well, it says here that if we show mercy to the poor, perhaps God will lengthen the season of our own prosperity. That's a wonderful thing when we consider I want to tell you, sowing and reaping works. Giving and receiving works. It says in Joel chapter 2, and verse 13, So rend your heart and not your garments. Rend your heart. Don't tear your clothes. In the old, in the old days, when they would repent of sin, they would tear their clothes and smear sackcloth and ashes all over their body. Sometimes they would wear the sackcloth and smear the ashes on And other times they would literally burn the sackcloth and mix that up with other ashes from wood or whatever they were using. And they'd just smear that all over their body. And they thought that was repentance before the Lord. God is saying, rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful. Hallelujah. He is slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. I want to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of times, I've heard Christians say this all my life, you know, that uh, you just keep doing what you're doing, just keep going the way you're going, and God's going to get you. God don't want to get you. He wants to get you. He wants to get you saved, get you born again, and get you into his kingdom. That's what he wants to do. Now, there will come a day, where you've waited too long and you will face the judgment. Yes, absolutely. But as long as you have breath in your body, praise God, God is wooing you to come to Him. And that's a beautiful thing. It's a promise that we have from the Lord. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful. He is slow to anger and of great kindness. And He relents from doing harm. God does not want to judge you guilty. He wants, through your faith in His Son, Jesus Christ, for you to be declared innocent. Let me say that again because that's important. God doesn't want to judge you guilty. He wants to declare you innocent. But He can only do that if you put your faith in what Jesus Christ did for you at the cross of Calvary and put your faith there 100%. Not trusting in any of that sackcloth or any of that tearing of your garments or hey, it said rend your heart. When I rend my garment, that's something I'm doing. But we don't trust in what we do. When we rent when our hearts are rent, or when it says rend your hearts, that's something the Holy Spirit does as he quickens it to you that you need a Savior, that you need Jesus Christ, that you need God. And God wants to declare you innocent. He wants to save you from the fires of the devil's hell. Amen. In Micah 7.18 it says this, Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He does not retain his anger forever because God delights in mercy. And so I would say this to you. Some of you might be saying, Well, Brother Len, uh, 20 years ago, uh, I did this or I did that, and I hurt some people, or I did this or I did that. Listen, God doesn't retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy. And so God's heart to you right now, no matter what you've done, I, I, I don't care if you've murdered somebody. I don't care if you got in a fight and beat somebody down. I don't care if you stole some money. I don't care if you lied and cheated Listen, God delights to show you mercy, but that mercy will never take root unless there is repentance on your part. And so we repent. We rend our heart and not our garments as we read a moment ago. We come to Him, and He begins to pour over us, wash over us with His mercy and the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to God forever. In Luke 6 and 21, here's a promise uh, to the repentant. So it says, blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be filled. We hunger now, we are filled later. We walk by faith now in order to walk by sight later. Okay, that's a principle of the word of God that you need to grab a hold of. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. And I touched on this a few days ago in a message. Irrespective as to the problem that you're facing now, what you're going through in your life, you might be crying now. You might be weeping. Life might not be the best for you. It might be hard, difficult. But faithfulness brings great reward in the kingdom. And obedience brings blessing. And one day you're going to laugh with joy. One day you're going to run free across the hills of glory. One day. By just simply trusting in what Christ did for you. So let's read another promise here. Uh, it says in Luke 15, 7, I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. So when, when, when a person comes to Christ, all of heaven stops what they're doing I don't know, maybe it's a brief moment only. But they stop what they're doing and they rejoice over another soul who's been washed in the blood of the Lamb. In Acts 2 and 38, then Peter said to them, Repent. Now here we go. This is step one. Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That baptism is in to Christ. That is a baptism that's by faith. It's by faith in the blood. It's by our receiving of Christ. Our sins are remitted and we're baptized into Christ. And it says, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to say it to you this way. I believe there is a baptism in the Holy Spirit, an event subsequent to salvation. But in this connection right here, I believe he's saying that you receive the Holy Spirit that seals you when you're born again. And so when you get born again, you get the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit seals you. When you in that second event, when you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gets you. Say that again. When you're born again, you do get the Holy Spirit. That's one event. Then there's a subsequent event called the baptism in the Holy Ghost, where the Holy Spirit gets you. And so it's two different events, two different baptisms, but that's what he's talking about here is when you get born again, you're sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. And when you're born again, that makes every word we've read here today yours. It it now belongs to you. You are an inheritor of the promises and of the blessings. Let's read it one more time as we close today. Repent you therefore, And be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing, now in this passage, this is Acts 3.19, earlier we read Acts 2.38, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And what that's referring to, it has an end times connotation, that there will be a whole uh, time frame in history where God will be pouring out his refreshing onto the planet Earth. But it also refers simply to the fact that you're entering into a time of refreshing for your soul when you receive Jesus Christ. And so we haven't had time to read them all here today. But these are some promises of God to those who are repentant in heart and who will turn to him. Don't run from God. Run to God. Don't continue to go on and just live a life of sin and debauchery and misery. Turn to God. Because he waits there to welcome you, not to shun you, not to throw you away, but he wants to welcome you and bring you into his family, the family of the redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so from Rockbridge County, Virginia, we got cows all over here. Come over to hear the sermon this morning. I wish I could get an offering out of them. Uh, no, just kidding. But they come over to listen to the sermon in Rockbridge County, Virginia. This is Brother Paxton saying, Go with God. And he will go with you. Bless you now is my prayer for your life. So that was one of the clips that we did um, on this last time out. And I want to extend a personal invitation to any of you uh, who love this ministry and you've you've supported this ministry. You listen uh, to the radio programming. You watch the telecast or you watch the YouTube videos. Um, come on out when we are on location and be part of a live audience I mean it's so much more fun to preach to a live audience hallelujah I'm going to take this moment to just explain to you uh, many of the churches that I go into to preach are very very small churches and the Lord has made that um, basically my calling is to, to go to places where they cannot afford to bring an event in And because of the generosity of my partners who give to the ministry, we can go there and we can set up a three-day revival or a week-long revival. Uh, We can sometimes bring a band in and have a concert on one of the evenings. And sometimes we've been able to give out boxes of food, just all kinds of things because of our great financial partners that support this ministry. Um, But in those small churches a lot of them probably the vast majority of them do not have uh, videotaping equipment so they don't tape their own services and some of the churches that we go to it's so dark i mean it's like a a theater like atmosphere and we don't really have the cameras for that so what i usually end up doing is taking these these same concepts that are on the videos are the same as the messages i preach in live churches all across america and we go to some outdoor setting either in uh, virginia or michigan or wherever we happen to be and we'll preach some of those same concepts uh, for video because the lighting is perfect our camera works great outside et cetera and so forth so that's what you just heard today it uh, was a fifteen minute excerpt of a much longer message that i preach on promises that God makes to those who come to him, either for the first time or come back from a time of backsliding. And so I pray it's been a blessing to your life, and we pray that you'll look those verses up and meditate on them because the Holy Ghost wants to show you some cool stuff out of God's Word. Amen. And so until the next time that you and I can get together around the Word of God, this is Brother Paxton saying, Go with God, and he will go with you. Bless you.